Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. This is your pilot, Daniel French. On our trip through these spectral streams today, please excuse the fact that there are some nefarious accents in what you're about to hear. The voice actors that went for it did have fun. We are proud to take you into a bubble verse about visitors from who knows where. A tale written by Patricia Keeler. Strap in. Relax and enjoy the Amersham Chronicles. Reports have been coming in of strange lights being seen over the town of Amersham in Buckinghamshire. The bright white light has been clearly visible in the sky above the town for a couple of nights. We go over now to our reporter on the scene, Jack Kowalski. I am here in Amersham with a local scientist, Professor Mark Lewisham. Professor, there has been much speculation about the strange light seen in the nightly sky above the town as being a UFO. But you yourself believe that the lights have a perfectly simple explanation. Yes, I believe that the bright white lights seen over Amersham are nothing more than a rather extreme manifestation of the Aurora Borealis. Thank you, Professor Lewisham. This is Jack Kowalski reporting from Amersham. The Prime Minister is due to announce a cabinet reshuffle this afternoon. Absolute chaos has broken out in the town center, Dad. All the traffic has come to a complete standstill. A man's just been killed by that UFO, Dad. I told you before, Daniel, it's no such thing. It's the Aurora Borealis. If you don't believe me, ask Kate. It's true. This man approached the wooded area where the bright white light seems to be coming from. There was this ear-splitting noise. The man fell to the ground dead, and when the police tried to recover his body, they found that it had been incinerated. All that was left of him was a pile of dust and the shadow of where his body had once stood. I don't believe a word of all this. I'm going to check up on the children's story. What if the children are right? What if those strange lights are something sinister after all? Oh, come on, Sarah. You don't believe in all this extraterrestrial nonsense, do you? See, quite a crowd has gathered here. Suppose you've got quite a good view of those trees from this spot. Anyway, I guess this was where you would be. You journalists are never one to miss a good story, are you? I hear a man was killed down by the trees earlier, supposedly by the bright lights everyone's been going on about these last few days. And I shall ignore that rather snide comment about journalists. The man was killed by that white light you said was caused by the Aurora Borealis. I saw it happen, and I can tell you that it was no atmospheric phenomenon. What happened exactly? The poor man approached the trees. There was a flash of intense white light, a bit like the flash of a camera going off, but on a much bigger scale. There was a whirring noise, and something metallic could be seen hovering above the treetops. 
You mean like a machine of some sort? Yes, I guess. I'm gonna see if I can borrow that man's binoculars and move a bit closer to get a better view. Excuse me, can I borrow your binoculars for a few minutes? Yes, of course. Hey, wait a minute, Professor Lewisham. Do you mind if I come with you? It's a free world. I can't stop you coming with me, I suppose. You don't like journalists much, do you? I'd just like to say I take my job very seriously. I don't do exploitative journalism. I'm here to report the truth. I'm sorry, you're right. I don't like journalists much as a breed, and I haven't really given you a fair chance. Apology accepted. Now let's get a closer look at what's going on. My God, it's huge. It's made from some sort of metal. Never seen anything like it. There don't appear to be any windows, portals, or doors, but it's definitely a craft of some kind. Let me have a look. It's amazing. It's some sort of alien craft, isn't it? I never thought I'd see anything like this. It may not be alien. Is there any country in the world capable of such advanced technology? No, I don't think so. And judging by the death of that man, they don't seem very friendly either. Let's not jump to any conclusions. Perhaps the death of that man was an accident. Do you really think it could have been an accident? I think it's possible, yes. Ah, that light! That's so intense! My eyes! It's like staring into the sun! The light is acting like a laser beam now. It's focusing on that man. He's d dead Dissolved in front of our eyes to a pile of dust! There's another laser beam there. It's aiming for that building. The building, it's, it's been turned into a heap of rubble. Do you still think all of this could be an accident? No, I, no, I don't. Sarah, I'd like you and the kids to go and stay with your mother in Wimbledon for now. There's something very strange going on in Amersham. I don't think it's safe for you and the children to remain here. You've changed your tune somewhat since this morning. That was before I saw what had happened to those two men who were killed. So you think it might be aliens then? I wouldn't go so far as to say I think it's aliens for sure, but there is something extremely odd and sinister going on. I would rather all of you were somewhere a bit safer. Well, if you're staying, I'm staying too. I'm staying because I think I should. We can't all just abandon the town to whatever it is that's threatening it. I don't want to go to Wimbledon. All my friends are here in Amersham. I do. Going to Wimbledon might be fun, a bit like an adventure. I think it'll be cool. You little squirt, you wouldn't recognize cool even if you fell over it. You just want to stay here because of your crummy boyfriend. Shut up, the pair of you. You are both going to Wimbledon with your mother. It's not safe here. Most people leave the town if they've got any sense. Unconfirmed reports from Amersham indicate that a number of people have now been killed by the bright white light which appears to be emanating from a large metallic object, which is believed to be some sort of spacecraft. 
In Amersham and nearby towns and villages, people are leaving in droves, heading south or north, anywhere to escape from the area. The government is bringing in troops to the town in the hope that the spacecraft can be quickly disarmed and rendered safe. We go over to our reporter in Amersham, Jack Kowalski. This once quiet and peaceful small town has been turned into a war zone. Buildings lay damaged, burnt, and ruined. At least 20 people have now been killed by the laser beam emitted by the spacecraft, and the town of Amersham is slowly starting to resemble a ghost town as more and more people leave. The army is due to arrive shortly, and it is hoped that they will be able to bring an end to this alien attack on the town. Reports have also been coming in of panic spreading to other parts of the UK and even other countries. Yes, the next 24 hours will be crucial if we are to avoid an alien invasion and widespread panic and terror taking over our cities and towns. You two children to promise me not to argue with each other. Your mother's got a lot on her plate. She doesn't need you to be fighting all the time. Are you sure this is what you really want us to do, Mark? I still think we should be staying together at a time like this. You and the kids must leave, Sarah. You see how dangerous it's become here? I have to stay, at least for now. I'll join you as soon as I can. Oh, Dad! The last 24 hours has seen the almost total destruction of this once quaint Buckinghamshire town. Buildings lie in ruins, and the streets are deserted of cars or people. Even the army with its tanks and armory seem helpless in the face of such a foe. The government, in a statement issued this afternoon, urged the public not to panic and refused to state categorically whether the strange craft now attacking Amersham with such ferocity is indeed of extraterrestrial origin. Sources close to Prime Minister Fanshawe revealed that he's already ruled out a terrorist attack or an attack from a hostile nation. Despite the government's reassurances, there has been increased looting in many city centers and a general breakdown in law and order. In many cities such as London, people have taken to the streets and have started demonstrating, and large numbers of panic-stricken people have started fleeing London. Come in. Professor Lewisham, I was hoping to find you here. I was just listening to your colleague on the radio. The situation is looking pretty dire, isn't it? I think the situation is about as dire as it could get. What the hell are the army doing? They've been rendered as defenseless as the rest of us, confronted with such a technologically superior enemy. Whenever the army has tried to bombard the spacecraft, the laser beam it emits has simply turned all the tanks and guns into a mound of disintegrated junk. We're all done for, aren't we, Mr. Kowalski? Call me Jack. Only if you stop calling me Professor Lewisham, you make me feel like a schoolteacher addressing a pupil. My name's Mark. Okay, Mark it is. Listen, I came here to tell you that I reckon the spacecraft is on the move. Are you sure, Jack? It's moving very slowly at the moment, but yes, it is definitely moving. Let's check out which way it's heading. Just hang on a sec, Jack, while I grab my coat. Come on, let's go. 
We are far away enough from here to see the spacecraft in its entirety. It's like a huge, seamless metal disc. The way it moves reminds me of a stingray. Look at the fields and hills it's already traveled over. They look yellow, charred, dead. Well, it's London, I'd say. My family lives in Putney. My God, they're all in danger, aren't they? I don't know about you, Jack. I'm not staying here. Me neither, Mark. We should be with our families. I think we should travel back to London together. It'll be safer. I've seen your car. That's a bit of an old banger. We'll take mine. It's faster. But all those burnt-out cars turn all about the motorway. Some of them have been abandoned, but most of them still have people inside. They died at the wheel. Close the window, Jack. There's a stench of burning, of rotting flesh. Oh. God, please let Sarah and the children be all right. Yeah, they left a few days ago, didn't they? I expect they're okay. They set off towards London before the spacecraft began advancing. I hope you're right. We have to get off this motorway, Mark. Some sort of sticky, mud-like substance on it, which makes it almost impossible for the car to progress without getting its wheels stuck in the gunge. We'll have to use the minor roads. It'll take longer to reach London that way, and I'm pretty certain I don't have enough fuel anyway. Can't use this motorway, though. We'll head for the minor roads, then, and hope that our fuel lasts until we get to London. I don't think we've seen another car in the last 20 minutes. I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, but our fuel is just about to run out. Oh, no. There isn't a petrol station in sight, and we're stuck in the middle of nowhere. We'll have to abandon the car and start walking. But it'll take us days to get to London if we walk. I know, but we don't have any other option for now, do we? I can see something approaching us up ahead. It looks like some sort of army vehicle, a jeep or something. Where are you two heading? I'm heading from Wimbledon, and he's trying to get to Putney. So, Southwest London then. Hop in. I'm heading for London too. Thanks, mate. You don't know how much we appreciate this. I'm Jack Wolski, by the way. I've heard of you. Weren't you the journalist reporting from Amersham when all this business with the aliens started to happen? The very same. I'm Mark Lewisham. Up until a few days ago, I was a research scientist living a quiet life in Amersham with my wife and family. And suddenly, it's like the end of the world's come. What about you? My name is Pete Matthews, Sergeant Pete Matthews. Just one day ago, I was a sergeant in the army, and now my whole squadron's dead. Every single last one of them. They were killed by that, that thing in Amersham. All the men, except me, and most of the vehicles, tanks, and such like, were caught in the death beam that alien thing emits. Everything's changed. I reckon we should stick together at a time like this. If we're going to survive, we're going to need all the resources we can muster. Well, we finally reached London. I never imagined it would look this bad. I think this is what London must have looked like in the Blitz. I've been to a few war-torn places in my time. This is about as bad as I've seen. Usually the enemy is at least human. What chance do we have against an adversary who is technologically far more advanced than us? 
You two sound as if you've already resigned yourself to your fate. You've already given up. What's the point in trying to beat them? They're stronger than us. Well, I'm not giving up. There must be something we can do, some way that we can fight them. My God, look up there in the sky. There's the spacecraft. It's right above us. Oh no, I think it's seen us. Quick, everybody get out of the Jeep and run for your lives. Do you think we'll be safe in this building, Sergeant Matthews? I think we'll be safe here for now. Did you see what it did to my Jeep? Yes, it completely disintegrated it. Where do you suppose the spacecraft was heading? I think I might need a place to land. It's pretty big. So I would think it's heading for a large open space. What is there near here? Let's head that way too. Are you crazy, Mark? They'll kill us if they spot us. Listen, Jack, we need to find out more about the aliens, what they're up to, and so on. If we go into the park, we can get a closer look. It'll be dark in an hour or two, and there's plenty of tree cover. They won't see us. I'm with Mark on this one. I think he's right. We need to find out more about him. Okay. Let's head towards the park. Look! There's a spaceship over there! Something is happening. Some sort of opening has just appeared in the side of the craft. It's like a door. Something's coming out of the craft. I, I think there are two of them. Ugh. It looked like giant slugs. They are just about the most repulsive creatures I have ever seen. Well, I must say, I didn't expect them to look like that. Sergeant, do you have slugs in your garden? Yes, I do. How do you get rid of them? Slug pellets, usually. My dad used to use beer and eggshells. Have you ever tried pouring salt on them? Yes, they shrivel up and die. Can you two stop talking about gardening? Don't you get it, Jack? Maybe we could try the same sort of thing on these alien creatures. It just might work. I don't think we can handle this by ourselves, though. It's too big a task. We need to get other people involved. The houses of Parliament and Downing Street are not too far from here. If we head out of the park, past Buckingham Palace and along Birdcage Walk, we should be able to get to Downing Street quite quickly. Maybe this is going to be a waste of time. But like you said, Sergeant, just might work. It's unbelievable. Look what those monsters have done to Buckingham Palace. It's a smoldering ruin. Do you suppose the royal family are safe? Oh, I expect they are. Perhaps they've gone to Balmoral or somewhere. Safe for now, but not for long, unless we can beat the aliens. And if we ever manage to defeat these creatures, we'll have to rebuild London. Just imagine how much of our heritage they've already destroyed. I know it sounds like a mean thing to say, but I'm less worried about our heritage and more worried about my family. I just want to know if my wife, Natalie, and our little boy, Ben, are okay. I know what you mean, Jack. I'm really worried about my family, too. The thing is, if anything happens to any of them, I don't think I'll be able to forgive myself. It'll be my fault if anything does happen, because I was the one who suggested they should all go and stay in Wimbledon for a while. There's no point feeling really bad about it, Monk. After all, we are all pretty much in the same boat. We all want to get back to our families. I expect Sergeant Matthews wants to get back to his family as well. All of my family are abroad. My mom, dad, and brother are in Australia. 
And my ex-wife is in the States. After we separated, she married an American. Aren't you worried about them all, Sergeant? Of course I am. But what can I do about it? There's currently a news blackout. No news getting in or out of the country. And we don't know if the aliens have landed elsewhere in the world. They've probably invaded the whole world. We mustn't give up. It only takes a few people like us. And maybe we have a small chance of beating this thing. Seriously, though, I wonder if there are more of these alien spacecraft scattered around the world. I expect there are. I would think it against the odds that only this country was unlucky enough to be singled out by the aliens. Like I said, they've probably invaded the whole world. But, but that means the human race really hasn't a chance. We might as well just all curl up and die. But there are probably lots of people like us all over the world. People willing to stand up and fight the aliens. People with guts. Oh, you're beginning to sound like the Terminator or something. This isn't an Arnold Schwarzenegger film, it's real life. And I, for one, don't feel much like a hero. I just want you to believe that we could defeat this thing. Downing Street is just around the corner now. What makes you think the Prime Minister is going to want to see us? I mean, they wouldn't normally let just anybody in to see him. Not under normal circumstances. Well, these aren't normal circumstances. I would let you in to see him if I could, but he's not here. The Prime Minister and the whole cabinet have gone to the cabinet war rooms. Not the same cabinet war rooms Churchill used during the Second World War. Isn't that a museum now? Yes, they are the same cabinet war rooms Churchill used in the war. I think it was felt that the war rooms were a lot safer than Downing Street. Aren't they just around the corner from here? Yes, the cabinet war rooms are in King Charles Street in the next road on your left. Well, here we are. Let's hope this guard is going to let us through to see the PM. He looks a little more burly than the other police officers we were just talking to. We must see the Prime Minister. We must see Mr. Fanshawe. It's urgent. I can't let you do that. Look, I'm a top scientist. My name's Professor Mark Lewisham. I wrote a controversial paper recently on climate change. And this is Jack Kowalski, the first journalist to report from Amersham when the invasion started. Prime Minister Fanshawe will surely let us in if he knows who we are. If you wait here, I'll just inform the Prime Minister of your arrival. Uh, imagine that why in God's name would you You're lucky. It just so happens the Prime Minister does recognize your names and says that he is willing to see you. So if you care to follow me, I'll lead you to him. Prime Minister, this is Professor Lewisham, Mr. Kowalski, and Sergeant Matthews. Pleased to meet you. I can only spare you about ten minutes, as this alien invasion is taking up every last second of my time. Prime Minister Fanshawe, we have come directly from Amersham. We were there when the alien spaceship first landed, when those first bright lights appeared in the sky. We have now come to believe that there is a way in which we can destroy the aliens. We managed to get a close look at them. They are huge, slug-like creatures. Are you absolutely sure about this? I mean, are you telling me we are being attacked by giant slugs? Well, yes, but they're obviously extremely intelligent creatures, unlike ordinary slugs. Anyhow, my plan, our plan, would be to attack them with salt. <laughs> oh, oh. Do, 
You mean pour salt over them like you get rid of slugs in your garden? You're serious, aren't you? We are deadly serious. Before you dismiss us out of hand, Prime Minister, remember that we are on the brink of total destruction here. So anything is worth a try, isn't it? I thought that maybe we could use some sort of salt cannons and jets of salt water. We could try drowning them in seawater, for example. You really think these creatures might be like giant slugs? And that salt might be the answer. I really think that this just might work, Mr. Fanshawe. Well, we've tried everything else. Nothing has worked so far. We might as well give this a shot too. You know, sometimes the answer can be so simple you wonder why you didn't think of it earlier. Sergeant Matthews, Professor Lewisham, Mr. Kowalski. I would like you all to meet Commander-in-Chief Sir Henry Drayton. He is in overall command of what is left of our armed forces. I'd like to launch an attack on these creatures when they are at their most vulnerable. It would appear from observations that the aliens tend to leave their craft at the dawn and dusk to search for food. They have been seen gathering certain plants, and it appears that this is what they eat. The Prime Minister has briefed me on your assault theory, and on the basis of what I've been told, I intend to launch a surprise attack on the aliens by flying over their craft and dropping hundreds of salt bombs on it. We will then fire jets of seawater at the spacecraft. We will continue this bombardment for as long as possible. Do you think our plan will work, Sir Henry? I honestly don't know. It's worth a try. There you are, you see. The spacecraft is there in the clearing. Those door-like things are an opening, and the creatures are coming out. They're starting to collect plants with their mouths and putting them in that sort of pouch thing they have. I'm going to send my signal now for the attack to begin via my mobile phone. There, now you three men had better run for cover, because all hell will break loose in a minute. Look, you see our theory was right. When the salt bombs hit the spacecraft, the metal dissolves. Holes are beginning to appear in the spacecraft. Sir Henry has given the command for the saltwater jets to be fired at the spacecraft now. We're gonna drown them out. Hey, look! The aliens are starting to come out of their ship! My god! They're shriveling up and dissolving, just like slugs in the garden do! It's amazing. You three men should be extremely proud of yourselves. Without you, we would still be struggling to defeat those monstrous creatures. Prime Minister Franchard is contacting other world leaders as we speak in similar plans to action are being set up all over the world to defeat the aliens. This alien invasion has united all our political leaders in the way that nothing else could. There's certainly going to be an awful lot of rebuilding to do. Most of our world cities have been reduced to rubble. We will arrange transport for you all straight away. You two guys get home to your families. I'm staying here with Sir Henry. My place is with the army anyway. I should just like to say that soldiers of Sergeant Matthew's caliber are rare. 
I would be honored if he remained with us here to serve under my command as my right-hand man. The Prime Minister will be in touch with all three of you shortly. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a knighthood at the very least in this for all of you. First things first, though, you had better get back to your families. Oh, Mark. We thought you were dead until we heard the news this morning. Yeah, there was a big report on the news about how it was thanks to you that reporter Jack Kowalski and some other bloke that the aliens were defeated. We just had an idea. It was Sir Henry Drayton who really saved the day. Don't be so modest, Dad. Anyway, we're just so very glad you're back. I'm glad to be back, too. What about the two men you were with? Jack Kowalski and that sergeant chap? Are they okay? Jack's gone home to his wife and son in Putney. He was really worried about them, but they're both fine. Sergeant Matthews doesn't have any family in this country. I know that his parents and brother in Australia are okay. His ex-wife in America was injured, not seriously, though. Sergeant Matthews sounds a bit lonely. No, I don't think he is. He's an army man through and through. He's married to the army. <laughs> Jack and Sergeant Matthews are good, decent men. I trust both of them with my life. I didn't like Jack Kowalski all that much to begin with. Thought he was going to be a typical media type. You know, shallow and rather superficial, but turned out to be nothing like I thought he was. You're all heroes. No, 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 we're not, Daniel. We're just ordinary people forced to deal with extraordinary circumstances. There's a phone call for you. Who is it? It's the Prime Minister. Yes? Good evening, Prime Minister. Yes? Yes. I'll see you tomorrow at 9 o'clock. What did he want? He wants to see me tomorrow morning. He has something he wishes to discuss with me. Do take a seat, Professor Lewisham. The reason I've asked you to come to see me this morning is firstly, I'd just like to say that Sergeant Matthews, Mr. Kowalski, and uh, you will all be receiving a knighthood. Secondly, I have a proposition to make. I was wondering whether you might like to be an independent scientific advisor to the government. The events of the last few days have made me realize uh, several things. The main thing being that in the face of a seemingly invincible foe, all differences between men uh, were forgotten, and humanity acted as one. We need to keep up this spirit of unity and use it uh, as a springboard to rebuild our devastated cities around the world. Maybe something positive can come out of the negative. We can use this moment as a chance to build better cities, cleaner and greener and more suited to the needs of mankind in the 21st century. That's why I want you as my scientific advisor. I've read your research on climate change, and I think you are just the sort of person we need to make a difference. Will you help us to rebuild this country, Professor Lewisham? I, I don't know what to say. It would be an honor, Mr. Fanshawe. 
Well, what did the Prime Minister want to see you about? Oh, nothing much, really. He just wanted to tell me about my knighthood. That's great, Mark. You're going to be Sir Mark Lewisham from now on. I haven't told you the best bit yet. Prime Minister wants me to be his independent scientific advisor. That means you'll get a real chance to influence decisions that are made in government. I think the Prime Minister put it well. He said maybe something positive can come out of the negative. Look out the window, Sarah. Such a beautiful, starry night. So calm and peaceful. It does look peaceful, doesn't it? I don't think I'll ever be able to look up into the night sky again without thinking of the day those aliens invaded Amersham and almost ended up wiping out the human race. The biggest crowds since the end of the Second World War have congregated in the world's major cities to celebrate the defeat of the aliens and the end of the alien invasion. Huge crowds have been reported in London, Paris, Rome, New York, as well as many other capital cities. The devastated cities are slowly returning to a kind of normality. However, world leaders were keen to point out that now was the time for cooperation and unity as our cities and countries face the daunting prospect of rebuilding. Finally, on a lighter note, inhabitants of Abingdon near Oxford have reported seeing strange lights in the sky. It is believed the UFOs are nothing more threatening than a new kind of weather balloon. bet you'll think twice the next time you see slugs in your garden. A tale written by Patricia Keeler. Your news anchor and Kate Lewisham were voice acted by Caitlin Curtis. Mark Lewisham is Spencer J. Frederick. Jack Kowalski and Prime Minister Fanshawe are Blake Benlin. We welcome a new voice actor to Chronosphere Fiction. Sarah Lewisham was... Madalena Fossati, Daniel Lewisham, and Commander-in-Chief Sir Henry Drayton are Daniel French. And welcoming another new voice actor to Chronosphere Fiction, Sergeant Pete Matthews is Mark Ermac. Police officer, guard, and man with binoculars are Rosanna Jimeno and Taka Namura. Music is composed, performed, and produced by Daniel French and Until the Stars Turn Cold at Fishbonious Sound Design. Production, editing, mixing, directing, all that good stuff. Sound design is Daniel French at Fishbonious Sound Design. The next time you sit at the table to have dinner and grab that shaker to salt your meal, remember you hold in your hand the possible weapon to save the planet Earth. Please remember to go to patreon.com slash chronosphere to become a patron and help us out. Until next time, keep your cosmos clean.